Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites, the only place where you'll learn of the bits and bites of the cosplay world, convention coverage, cosplay guests, spotlights, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy getting a look into bringing a character to life. This is Cosplay Bites. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Cosplay Bites, the podcast where it's in the name. Cosplay, conventions, all that good stuff. Uh, today, my guest is my awesome friend, Ashley, who you may know as uh, Canary Cosplay online. Hello. How are you doing? I am doing much better than I've slept. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so today's basic main point of the episode would be on Momocon 2018. Uh took place in Georgia this past weekend, and you're going to be talking about how it was vending there, because that was your yes. main thing there, correct? Yeah, I vend there. All right, so... Do, do, do. Um, quick things to go over... Over on my blog, uh, if you haven't checked it out recently, uh, last week, there were spotlights on photographer Shutterwolf Studios, who's based in Australia, and there was a Struck First post on uh, Zalaria Cosplay looking all waifu with all hell in her uh, uh, Spring Bunny Kajero cosplay from Fire Emblem Heroes. And then coming up this week, um, another figure review roundup on... A bunch of my Play Arts Kai figures, such as Prompto, Cindy, and Riku, and two cosplay showcases on Narga Cosplay and JC Cosplay, who I share so many times on this on my blog. Um, and upcoming cons, uh, I pretty much said so in previous episodes, but the only remaining con for me this year is New York Comic Con, which is in October, and tickets are going on sale very soon, so I gotta get ready to enter that hell. I didn't get a press pass this year, so hopefully someday. And other notable cons, there is Colossal Con coming up, so I'd like to get some posts around that, maybe, and there's Anime Expo, which is also in June. So next, um, we're gonna spotlight you, Ashley. Ashley, um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I've been cosplaying for since 2013, 2014, kind of started off doing commissions, like getting my costumes commissioned. Then I slowly started building up to, okay, I'm going to make my shit. So yep. my very first costume, I actually, which is where I got my cosplay name was Black Canary. And I did that at Baltimore Comic Con in 2014 and people loved it. And it made me feel so good about myself that I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep going. And Black Canary's always been my go-to girl. And she's always, she's been my, my life ever since. So that's where I chose my name. <laughs> okay. And then... <clears throat> I know we met through our mutual <laughs> love, mutual slash, love slash obsession over how dang talented uh, Lisa Luhu is at pretty much everything she makes. Yes. And then we met at her meetup 
at KatsuCon a few months ago. And then we also, I guess, semi-bonded over the love that we have for Final Fantasy XV because you like to do Mama Iggy a lot. I do. So I did. So the funny thing about my Ignis was I had only played an hour of the game. And then I saw Lisa's Ignis, which is actually on my wall behind me. Right. And then I saw John's Ignis from Moderately Okay Cosplays. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing Iggy. So like, I reached out to Lisa. I was like, Lisa, how did you make your apron? I want to make the apron. And she gave me like all the tips and everything and how to make it. And so I used what she gave me and I made my apron, got the shirt commissioned, bought a pencil skirt and went from there. And I've just kept going with it since even asked John, I was like, John, what color wig would be good for Iggy from Arda for like young Iggy. And he told me the exact color. That's good. (laughs) <laughs> now I've played more of 15 and I still love the game. And I actually am trying to do more all I'm going to do all of the boys as what I like to call Choco Bays. Okay. <laughs> so my next one is Noctis. Okay. My armor is being commissioned by the lovely Kappa K in Canada. If you all don't right. know him, he's amazing. He just did his Dorian. Okay. And the sword is going to be commissioned by a friend of mine. And then I already have the suit, just bought the wig at Momo and I'm good. And I'm just waiting on everything to come in the mail. All right. You still working through the game? Oh yeah. I'm still working through the game. (laughs) I take my sweet old time. Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot of DLC to do and basically play the game almost as if it should have been finished. Cause yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah, the add-ons for with the when the Royal Edition came out were very good. It made made it, the ending much more impactful. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So I'm excited to get to the ending and see it. Like even like there was one extra added scene with art between Arden and Ignis and it was so powerful. Yep. I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and then maybe at E3 they'll announce some details about the next last pack of DLC that they're trying to get through. Which is the four, which is Luna. Luna, Arden. Arden Arden and RNA, and then an episode Noctis, which maybe at E3 they'll give a little bit more information as to why they're doing an episode Noctis. I've heard it was like an alternate ending or like an alternate ending or like a future story or something. I would like that. Yeah. Personally, I would like that. Yeah. All right, so yeah, let's just get into it. Um, MomoCon, I've heard, has been, I guess, somewhat popular. I know a lot of Georgia-based cosplayers that would go there if they're guests. Uh, I think like uh, K-Bear's been to it once. Yaya Han, I think, has been a guest maybe a few times. And then I think it's, I want to say it's almost a staple con for like Riddle, uh, Lynn's Cosmetics and Monica Lee. Cause, Monica Lee was there. Yep, yep. Actually, all three of them were there. As oh, uh, I didn't see Riddle. I didn't see Riddle. I saw Monica Lee. Yeah, I walked by her booth, and then there was I think Gaius cosplay, and then I right. can't remember the few others that I saw. Right. So they focused. It looked like they focused more on their um other guests like the voice acting guests the actor guest i think it was mostly voice actor guests they focused heavily on right so that was interesting yeah 
But it was also the same weekend as like several cons. Yeah, there was, what was it? Fanime was going on. Anime North. Megacon was going on in Florida. That had a bunch of people. Um, I think that's it. There was Anime North, Fanime, Megacon, Phoenix Comic Fest. That was the one I'm missing. Yeah. Yep. That was the main, other major one that there was because all of my friends were there and I was so upset. I was like, but come to Momo. I'm actually <laughs> down here. Right. So you mentioned before that your main thing when there was that you were vending to help out a friend. Yeah. So I actually have partnered up with Nerd Elysium. She does awesome. She does vending and she's been doing it for the past couple of years now. And about a year and a half ago, she's been like, I need a stable helper or I need somebody to help. And she'd always give me her list of here are the cons I need help with, you know, pick out what you want to help me with. Don't overdo it. But, you know, I do it overdo it anyways. So between the time I've been doing it, I think I've done between 20 and 30 shows with her so far. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so, yeah. So and then she teamed up with a friend that we met through at Super Smash Con at in Chantilly, Virginia, and they teamed up. So she's been doing stuff in the South and then we do the stuff in the DMV area. Right. And she needed a helper for this weekend because all of her helpers fell through. Her boyfriend's an artist in Artist Alley, so he wasn't able to do it. Right. So she would have been drowning if it, I had not, if she had not brought me down. Yeah. And I saw, I guess, some of the pictures you posted. So it sounded like she was selling just a bunch of nerdy goodies. Yeah, so we sell a bunch of um, Pokemon stuff, like giant Pokemon plush, tiny little toys. She sold enamel pins that she partners with other people to make to that make them, and she sells them. A bunch of JoJo's and Persona, mostly Persona three and four. To my disappointment. <laughs> yeah, because Persona 5 figures and merch, since the game just came out a year ago, it's still very expensive to get that merch. Yeah. So I've even looked up how much Persona 5 figures were, and I was like, whew, oh no. Because <laughs> what we do is she bids on stuff from Yahoo Japan and eBay, but she knows oh. how to she puts them into the translator for a Japanese translator. And that's how she finds the stuff she's looking for. Cause she knows the keywords and all of our stuff pretty much is imported from Japan. Oof. So that's it's a lot of work. And yeah. when, when my friend goes to retire, the one who does the main business, I was talking to her about potentially taking over. Oh, so I would be taking over and doing all that. And then in court, I would obviously still probably cosplaying as I do it, but not like, big builds of costumes but very comfortable ones that i can move around very, in. yeah comfy casual wear that's why i love my ignis because it's so comfortable it's so easy to manage oh yeah my yuna's easy and so is booker dewitt yeah that's why my prompto quickly has become like oh i'll just wear it everywhere that's it's so easy <clears throat> easy easy peasy square inch character to cosplay as without a jacket Oh, yes, that's true. Without the jacket. Yeah, because that was an option of the skin. So, yay, just rank muscle shirt, red yep. muscle shirt. And then Riku, I, I found his vest from his uh, 3DS game, surprisingly. So I just got that. And then just no one seemed to care that I couldn't find his shoes, but I found his shoes that he wore in the second Kingdom Hearts game. So I just went with that and people were fine with that. 
Yeah, I think people are very open to it. That's what I really like about this community is like, yeah, there's a few batches of very negative people, but the majority of the community is very like stands by one another. Like, so I'm one of, as well as a patron of Lisa's, I was a patron of Moderately Okay Cosplay at the same time. And his community is just fucking phenomenal. Like, I love the Moderately Okay patrons. They are fantastic. They're great people. We all, like, I am not a part of the Discord yet, and I haven't, because I haven't added it yet. Right. But I've, like, seen the screenshots, and they're hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) So I've seen, yeah. Um... So I guess, like, what's what's the process like vending? I mean, I think one of the obvious things I know is that you get to go into the con way early just to help set up and whatnot. But like, yeah. So typically, there the cons open the day before. Of they'll have um, loading hours before the con starts, like the day before. So right for Momo, it was. I don't remember the hours, but I know it ended at like eleven forty-five on Wednesday night. So I landed in Georgia at seven, about seven o'clock, uh, seven, yeah, about seven o'clock had to take the Marta, which is their like train system there to right. her. We had to go to her house, load up the car. We went to dinner first, loaded up the car. And by 10 30, we were the 10, like 10 o'clock we left, got there at 10 30 and people were still loading in. So we, we had, we were able to find the load in, Load in our like a good portion of the stock, like the grid walls, giant boxes of whatever we had, and then go from there. And then the next morning, we had to get there before, obviously, before two, because that's when the con floor opened, and then setting up. So I had to make the grid wall, which is like these little cubes, and then I build it up and then make a little tower over, put all the plushes in, set up all mm-hmm. the figures, and then set up all the little stuff. Hmm. I usually, when I set up the figures, I set up like Jojo, Persona, and then whatever else figures because people freak out when they see the Jojos and the Personas. Right. And then then we have to price everything, but we had a like a sheet of how to price everything. Oh, good. Because the girl who does the main business, like the woman who does the main business sent us, okay, here's the general prices for everything. Okay. And then it's just, you just sit at the table. We just sit at the table, chill, wait for people to come by. We talk to people that come to the booth. Bathroom breaks if you need it. Somebody came with a cosplayer had come up to the booth and she had a violin with them. And I was like, can I play that? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Her A string was added too, but I was like, yes, I can play. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm at MAGFest again. (laughs) And then you bought a couple, you wore some of your outfits for the con, right? I only, so I only wore, I ended up only wearing Ignis because I have never been to Georgia before. So that was really freaking humid down there. Oh, oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, and Booker DeWitt is a literally just a full on suit with Ignis. It's just a pencil skirt, my apron. I can wear my jacket or if I don't want to wear it, I can always just cuff my sleeves. Right. I'm just cuffing my sleeves, put my gloves on, wig, glasses, and I was done. But right. I and then did my makeup, of course, and I ended up still looking decent. Right. So, and people people don't get it right away that I'm Ignis. They're kind of just like staring at me. And then they see the apron and then all the purple and they're like, oh, my God, you're Ignis. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. 
did you get an opportunity to like scope the con out to go like shopping or i actually did so i walked around the dealer's room i was also i've been comparing prices of the play art figures because i actually bought one my when i visited when i went to visit friends in long island i bought a luna freya one and i was like i need more now so <laughs> i was scoping out prices seeing how much and my what I've noticed, and being a vendor, I've noticed it more too. I people upcharge the shit out of figures. Yeah. And if you go on eBay, you don't. The prices are ten, ten times lower, and there's the shipping isn't even that high. Right. So if you're ever looking for a figure, I always tell us contact us because we're able to find you good prices on stuff, send you the information, and then tell you you know here's what your recommendations of what to look for yeah words to use so like i was looking at an rna and the guy's like oh 180 i go on ebay and i found it for 130 so i was like yeah not doing this i also did i only had a carry-on so i couldn't get anything else to put in my suitcase right so um, Artist Alley was really cool. I only sco- only walked down one of the aisles, but from what I saw, I actually saw a vendor there whose shop I had been following on Etsy, and they make body pillows. And it was the, I saw their Garrus one, and that was the one I've been looking at. I'm like, if I had the money, I would dump. I would just throw it at this body pillow. <laughs> but and then I actually met, I walked into the other room, which was like the gaming room, and okay. like they had tabletop. They had a couple of vendors selling like just cards and tabletop games. And then further in, there was arcades, pinball machines, a bunch of Dance Dance Revolution ones, like from the olds to the newer one, kind of like one older one. And then a bunch of the newer ones. They had those pods where you get in the pod and you pilot the robot. I call them like the Gundam thing, but not really Gundams. Right. But it was really cool. And then they had a a Super Smash Brothers tournament going on, a bunch of other gaming tournaments, and then some console gaming. So it felt like I was at MAGFest again, which I talk about MAGFest a lot because that's my favorite con of the year. Right. Every year. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was really nice going in there and feeling like I was at home because I was in a different... I've never been to Georgia and never been to Momo, so it was definitely interesting. Yeah. I ran into a few friends. I made some new people, made some new friends. I actually saw an Arden cosplayer dressed as Ignis. And I was like, I'm going to drop kick you. And then they pulled out a knife, like a fake knife. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had my phone because I was like, they didn't come by my booth later. And I was like, ah, I wish I could have gotten a picture with them, like trying to stab me or cut my throat. I was like, that would have been a feels picture or break the Internet. Yeah. And then um, the, they had a, they had their guest in the same room too, so it was cool. Apparently, the voice actor for Arneo was at Momo. Oh, yeah. So a lot of um, final. I saw Friday. It was actually the day I saw more Final Fantasy 15 cosplayers rather than some Saturday, which was kind of odd. Because, but it also made sense because the Final Fantasy shoot was that night. Right. Right. So it made sense, but it was really cool to see. And then, of course, we saw people's costumes as they walked by our booth when we when we were leaving the con to go out. Because once the con, like the dealer's room closed at eight, seven, seven both nights and then five last night. But when I'm what we're walking out the couple the nights before Sunday, I got to see like the bigger builds of costumes. I'm like, these are fucking beautiful. Yeah. So the convention center, I think it's the same one as Dragon Con. 
don't quote me on that, Mm. but it is a beautiful convention center. And outside of it, there's so many cool places for photo shoots. I saw, we saw a few people doing like a, there was a persona five group doing photos too. And they were beautiful. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, the, the, the dealer's room area was really nice. There, I, from what I saw, having done bigger conventions, like awesome con, I think that's the big one that I've done is awesome con. <laughs> um, okay. They didn't oversell the vendors, which is a good thing. Cause that means not, not everybody's not overstimulated. You don't know how many attendees are going to be there. Right. So, and then the artist alley was really cool. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> um and then I think that's about the extent I did meet Troy Baker yesterday, which was probably the highlight of my con was meeting yep. Troy Baker and talking to him. I saw the picture, yep. Yes. I I kind of I internally I was not freaking out too much because I was also very exhausted yesterday. So I I like ate wasn't really hitting me, but I was like, you know what? I just really want to talk to him about his audition for Arkham origins. And I did. And I told him like, it, I told him how it gave me chills. Yeah. Cause I don't know if anybody has listened to that. It, uh, Troy Baker's audition for Arkham origins. Cause he read a verse from the killing joke. Right. Cause he, he did the Joker. He did the Joker in Arkham yeah. origins. Yeah. He does actually a, a lot of voice. He does. He's a very well versatile voice voice actor. He'd he, 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 like the next Nolan North, or pretty much at his level. Yeah, Nolan North was right next to him too. Which, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't at his booth, but Nolan North was literally right next to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did good in um, Uncharted. The two of them playing both Sam and Nate. Yeah. Yeah. And then they did The Last of Us. Because uh, Troy Baker was Joel, Joel in The Last of Us. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm starting to... Like, I'm just I'm just thinking, like, New York Comic Con is the only one where it's, it's Artist Alley. Like, it's where, like, I'm starting to buy a lot more now, where it, it's made me, like... Like, now that I have, like, getting into, like, getting keychains for my car keys, and it's just... A whole mess of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what. So I was gonna look more in depth because, like, I love Final Fantasy so much, and then with all the fifteen like pins and charms they do, I'm like, oh yeah, oh my god. But sometimes it's hard to find. Like at Awesome Con, there was not a single person that sold Final Fantasy fifteen merch. Right, not that's a wild. single person. Here, maybe, but I didn't really look too hard. Right. Since I um I had friends in Artist Alley who I actually commissioned one of them to make me something. Hmm. Yeah, I found this Panther keychain at New York Comic Con last year, but it eventually snapped. So oh, no. Eh. And then I got the official one, the giant one from Atlas's online store that they finally opened up. Um I got a cute Final Fantasy fifteen chibi keychain of all four of the boys uh i got one of kane i think in a dissidia outfit um keychain of camilla i think that was it um and as far as the play arts go i pretty much just spend it at 
Square Enix's boot at New York. Yeah, I don't blame you because they took they took all my money, all my money that year. I believe it. They did. They sold out of Prompto, which was my main. Like, I'm gonna get Prompto. They didn't have them, so I was like, "Well, I'm buying them online." Yeah, yeah, because I've noticed that. Like, they sell out quick. Like, they didn't have any Promptos or Ignises at Momo. Right. Or uh, they had Noctis, Aranea, Luna, Nyx, and then you know, uh, Leon, Cloud, a, a lot of Sephiroth. Right. And then um, I treated myself, and I got Cindy, and then. Yeah, Cindy. I saw Cindy. I got a mini. I'm part of their static arts line of Riku's Kingdom Hearts 2 outfit. Um, they have in their Bring Arts line, which I guess is like a mini, a smaller version of what I would assume the Play Arts Kai would look like. But they have uh, Riku's Kingdom Hearts 3 outfit like up for pre-order. So, But I'm thinking maybe it'll be live by the time New York comes around and maybe they'll have it there. So I'm like, I'll get it there. Yeah. Unless they have a player Kai version, in which case I'll get that. Um, what else? Hmm. <clears throat> Anything else about the con? I mean, it was so overall, it was a really nice con. The crowd was amazing. There were no, what do you, I want to call it, like, I heard nothing negative. From anybody at that con. Oh, good. So it was really nice. I actually met a few people who were in Final Fantasy costumes. And we talked about like, you know, I asked one about like an Ignis cosplayer came up and he showed me his daggers. And I was like, those daggers are amazing. And he told me how he makes them and how he commissions them and how his commissions are really affordable. And I... He, I asked him how much, and he told me. I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna hit you up when I'm more awake when I get home." <laughs> and he's like, "I do a ring of Lucy too." I'm like, "I need a ring of Lucy." Oh no! <laughs> so he, he was like, "I'll throw that in for free for you." I'm like, "I love you. Aww. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it was really, like overall, like I was worried about, like, so we were worried about the con and not being able to. We were worried that we weren't going to sell much at the con because there was a lot of competition for plushy vendors and figures. Oh, but sure. Everybody came up to us saying we had the best price. We always have the best prices on figures. Oh, that's always good. We never, we never overcharge our figures. Like somebody came up and said, like, saw once we saw that we had JoJo, they're like, your JoJo's are really affordable. I just went to another booth where it was like 80 bucks for this same figure. And here it is for this price. I'm like, you don't need to yeah, charge that much. Yeah, that's the thing I remember the most when going to New York Comic Con with my dad, because my dad got addicted to the Funko Pops. He would just go run around darting to each vendor that had Funko Pops, see if they had the same one, and then compare prices to see, because, yeah. You do that. Differing prices, so. <laughs> yeah, and then being on that side of the vendor is like, I've noticed that, so... And, like, having an exhibitor badge is amazing because, like, you know, we can get down on the floor before anything opens. Like, they yelled at us on Saturday morning. They're like, no, you can't come down. The line for, oh, wait, you're exhibitors. Never mind. You can go. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, no, yep, we're dealers. We're good. Yep. So it's nice being on that side because then it's like we get that extra time to sit down before like the storm comes in and we get really busy. Cause like 
Saturday and Sunday was probably our busier days. Like, especially yesterday was the worst because we we were starting to do flash sales because she's like, I don't want to take any of these plushies home. They're going to sit yeah. in my closet. So yep. we did like a major sale. Yep. You kick in the sale by the time like the last two days of the con comes in and then it just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. We made about 1.5 yesterday. That was our biggest sales day was yesterday. Oof. Yeah. And overall, the whole weekend, it was about 4K. I think a little bit about about 4K. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That was really nice because we definitely we made table cost and paid for the stock. Good, good. So hmm. it, overall, it was a pretty successful con. Everybody was really nice there. All right. <clears throat> um... Next on my list, um, well, it would be franchise design slash teacher technique. Uh, well, I mean, I'm working on Tifa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have your little progress thread over on Twitter. That yes. I keep so, and seeing. I actually have it with me right here. So comparatively, so I don't have a fancy sewing machine. I have a very like here. I can actually show you my sewing machine. This is my sewing machine. Okay. It is a mini sewing machine. It was a it was a birthday present from one of my friends who knew I wanted I was doing cosplay and she's like, "Well, here's what I'll do for you. I'll um I'll buy you a sewing machine so you can actually so you don't have cuz a lot of, before I had my sewing machine, I had a mini one of those handheld ones and it was just absolute shit. Right. My hemming was horrible. I couldn't do anything. So I would get discouraged, even though. And then a lot of the times I started doing it by hand again. When you do it by hand, it takes 10 times longer. So having my sewing machine for hemming and other stuff is really nice. It only has a few basic things on it and whatnot, but I'm okay with it because it gets the job done. I actually, there was a humble bundle. There was a humble bundle going on. I think for the next two days on the cosplay stuff and all the cosplay books. So I bought right. the dollar one because I have majority of Kamui cosplay books. Yep. I don't need to buy, have doubles of the books or else I would be gifting them to people. Right. So Kamui cosplay books are definitely one of, I tell, I recommend to everybody because they are so, so helpful. If I, so when I made my, um, my first armor set that I made with only pauldrons and it was the inquisitor from dragon age. Okay. The basic, the starting off dra- um, armor. So I use the techniques that she talked about in there. And then over the time, I'm like, those pauldrons are heavy as shit because it's war gloves sandwiched between craft foam, yep. the D rings. It's heavy. But now I know you don't have to sandwich it. You can put warbler on the outside, fold it over, and then just shape it that way. Right. So it's really nice. But with Tifa, it's a lot of hand sewing or it's a lot of sewing. So people could, you could paint it, but the middle part of the, of the belt is this really nice design. It's like white, white fabric with some red over top of it. And it's a really pretty design. And I'm looking at it like, yeah, I could paint that, but what if I embroider it? Mind you, I've never done embroidery before. I've never even thought about embroidery before. So I looked at Pinterest. I looked up tutorials. Oh boy. So this is what I've done so far compared to the whole thing. This is the whole thing. I've only done this much. This is about 10 hours, maybe more. 
So, and I still have all of this to do. That does, and that design gets copied. And that design is the same design the it, whole way down. It's just repeating. Okay, it's okay. Repeating. So if you, I can show it up. To I you. can see. I can. Yeah, I can see like faint outlines of. Yeah, you can see how I piece. outlined it. So I drew it on. Took me about an hour and a half to draw it on because I wanted to make it consistent. Took me thirty minutes to actually make the the um, sash itself because I took my muslin. I I. So now I've gotten better where instead of guessing how long I need my fabric to be, I actually measured myself. So that was the smart thing to do. Always measure yourself. Never guess. Don't do that. I'm, I'm notorious <laughs> um, and I didn't, I wanted to do it. So it's like, I'm not Velcroing it in the back. I'm going to actually cut whole eyelet, cut eyelets or places for the eyelets and then lace it together. Right. So it's going to be tied in the back like that. And this Tifa, I, I, didn't, I didn't think I didn't mention it. This Tifa design is a Hannah, Hannah Alexander design. And she's very notorious for all the little details and all of the stuff. So that's where I was like, you know what? That's why I posted it on in my Instagram poll. My Twitter poll was like the one that mostly got the um, most response was my Instagram poll was like, which one Tifa or Aerith? And everybody went with, most people went with Tifa. So Yep. I looked, I compared, I was like, to start out, Tifa would be good. It would be very good because I have to hand dye the fabric. I have to, I'm embroidering. I already decided I was going to embroider the design. So that's how I, that's how I came to that conclusion. I was like, all right, I'm starting. And probably the same, same weekend I got the fabric and the basic fabric and started, I got about four yards of muslin to work with. Okay. So muslin's actually very um, see-through. So I ended up doubling up the muslin. So I cut out the same length of muslin for, so two pieces of muslin are, se are sewn together. So I hemmed it, it, I folded it over, hemmed it. So you can't really see through it. Right. Right. Um, the I'm taking this, I recommend for any cosplayer, do it one piece at a time. Don't go, oh, I'm going to start this and I'm going to start this because if you do it that way, you're going to overburden yourself. And I know a lot of cosplayers are like, oh, I, I got time to do it. I got time to do this costume in the cons in like two weeks. Yep. The con I'm debuting this at and I'm actually going to compete with this again or compete again is Super Smash Con in um, beginning of August. So okay. it's almost June now. I have about two months to do this. Right. So it's in, it's going to cut it. I'm going to cut it close because I still have to make the armor. I have to dye the fabric. I have to make, yeah. do everything and then do the top. So it may or may not be done, but I'm going to try and get it done. So like every time I get every chance I get, I'm embroidering because I know right. that's going to take me the longest. Do the longest stuff first. Yes. So do the thing that you know is going to take you the longest first. If you're trying to embroider something, do the embroidery first. Or like make the basic of the outfit first, then do that. So I don't have a mannequin. So I kind of, I'm at that. I don't, yeah, I don't have a mannequin to work with. So I kind of just have right. to use my own body to test it out. I have to measure myself, have somebody measure the length for me from like my hip to down so I can go, okay, how, how does this need to go? How long do I need to make this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I remember when I did the Aquaman outfit in his, 
in the Future's End one shot when DC had the whole Future's End of what what um every DC title would look like like five years down the road. I think it would be because of an event that was going on or whatever. But he had a, his classic green suit, but like the sides were on um like his sides were like of a darker green. So I got like a one piece Zentai shoot suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I had to do, I had to put it on me. I had to get my dad in my room, and he took like a, a, a semi permanent marker or like a pencil where I could see the line. And I had I been basically laying down like both ways, and then he had to basically draw the lines on me while looking at the picture that I had as a reference to try and guess where the um where the darker green parts were on his legs so that was ticklish <laughs> yeah it, it's, it sucks when you don't have a mannequin but you got to work with what you have so like i don't have a studio people are like oh i need a studio to work with no you don't always need one but it's helpful you yeah. just don't always need one my my computer desk is my workstation so I also I majority work from home now for my with my new current job. So that's really nice. So I'll be doing like waiting for phone calls or waiting for emails and I'll be sewing. Oh, that's a good. So I'm I'm doing my job still, but I'm also like doing something with my hands. So I'm like I'm able to do this really quick because the embroidery stitch that I'm doing with the Tifa is called satin stitch where it's literally you have to go through, go through and like kind of do like you're going around through the fabric. I'm not using one of those embroidered like those hoops because it would just it would be inconsistent. I'd have to constantly be moving it. It's yeah. easier for me to just do it without the hoop and go from there. Actually, my laptop is about to die. I forgot. You got a charger me, nearby? Let me grab my charger. All right. I gotta grab that real quick. Oh man. Dum 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 dum. There will be no awkward silence. Yes. No. No silence. Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I just know. I'm, I'm glad I looked down when I did because I was like, uh oh. I'm going to need to move it over just a smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. I'm going to get some water. There we go. All right. We're good. Sweet. All right, yeah, I need water too. I've been, I've done my coffee. Now I need my water. <laughs> so yeah, I had a I had a really late flight, uh, late night flight last night. So I didn't get home till one in the morning. Oy. So my my flight landed at about midnight. Actually, twelve thirty is when I finally got off the plane. Had to find my Uber, and then it was a twenty minute ride home in the Uber. Oof. So yeah, that's why I slept so long today. I was like, no, I'm sleeping more because I have to go back to work. I go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, good time. It worked out good that you had the day off. It really did, and I would have taken today off regardless. Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't want to overwork myself. I actually didn't work myself sick this time, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, but. Anyways, yeah, so whenever you make costumes, do one thing at a time. Like, if you want to make the whole outfit generally, do it. If you're able to do it, do it. Like, I should make the skirt next because, 
or at least start dyeing the skirt because I know it's going to take me a few times of dyeing it. So I have to hand dye it. And I found a really cool tutorial on how to do that. You So get the fabric that works best. So you get your fabric, get the dye that is recommended for that fabric. So I have writ dye for this fabric because cotton is this, it's recommended you use writ dye for cotton. Right. And it'll even tell you on the back of the bottle, like what to do. So I need to add like a couple, one cup of salt to the mixture for cotton. So I'm going to do that. Right. And they have to do it several times. So what you do when you, when you're trying to, when you want that, cause with the gradient dyes, it's how do you do that? I was like, I don't know how to do this. So I looked it up and so you, when you, you have your water, you dye in the thing and you take your fabric and you dip it, you're like constantly dipping it. So you're okay. The fabric is moving in the water. And of course the one that's like you, the one you want to be like the darker color is like the one you're going to keep kind of in the pot, but you're going to keep moving your fabric. Right. So it keeps the fabric moving. It keeps the water, like it keeps the dye. And then you like wash it out with, um, you can use, I think dish soap or, um, laundry detergent and, um, you let it, you can see from there, like, yes, this is how dark I want it. Or you, you do it again. You like, you, you uh, wash out what the extra dye that you have, and then you go back in the water and you repeat it. So you can do the, the gradient dye. You can dye fabric, with, whether the fabric's wet or dark or wet or dry, but you just right. have to wash your fabric first. Okay. So, little tidbits that I've learned as I've been learning how to do this. So whatever helps other people, there you go. Oh, I'm sure it's got to help someone. <clears throat> yeah. Depending on whoever listened to this. <laughs> yeah. Because it goes like, up. I, I had no idea how to do it. Like I know a few cosplayers that I know one cosplayer who done, who's done a lot of um, Hannah Alexander designs, but I didn't, she did the, um, she did Megara and uh, Katara. So they weren't really that much gradient in it, but as, as much as the, uh, Tifa one was, especially with the black to the gray, I was like, how do I do this? So Pinterest became my best friend. I looked everything like literally how to gradient die. And then I found a tutorial, saved it. I'm going to refer back to it when I actually go to do the dyeing. So do tons of research, tons of research whenever you need to, like when you want to start something you've never done before, because I'm notorious for kind of just jumping into it, but like, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. Yep. I always, my experience is if, even if you know, so if you know a cosplayer that has done that design or that thing, reach out to them. Like Lisa, Lisa Liu is a fabulous resource too, because she's always very responsive of, yeah, this is how I did it. Yep. I I own two of her costumes and worn, you know, worn both of them. I actually even when I got Rakan from Negri, I was like, Lisa, how the hell do I put this on? <laughs> like, what do I do? So she like she helped me out with that. And then that was that was really nice. Yeah. And I asked her, I was like, when I got Venonette, I was like, how do I style this wig? How do I fix this wig? And then she told me how she did it and then recommended me like Art of Wigs has a really good tutorials on how to style wigs. So that's, that, it's always reach out to other people when you want, when you, when you're stumped. Right. 
because they can lead you in the right places or they can tell you how this is how I did it. But look at you could always look it up and this is where you can look it up at. Right. <clears throat> I actually met Bindo at Awesome Con because we were booth neighbors. Yep. And, her and I were talking about armor and she's like, well, she recommended me to a few YouTubers. I can't remember the names of them for the life of me. She recommended me to a few, few, few YouTubers who did foam smithing and how to make foam armor. Yep. That was really nice. Yeah, Bindo's great. Yeah, she really was. That was a fun, that was a very fun week. That was a fun booth and a fun weekend because of where we were. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was a lot. That's good. That's good. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to add? <clears throat> Not that I can think of. So I'm also like, my brain is still kind of fried. That's understandable. <laughs> but it was a good weekend. So it wasn't a bad weekend. It was a really good weekend. I got to see people who I haven't seen in over a year. Met some new people. Got networked even a little bit while I was there. So that was really nice. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess we can just wrap this episode up. Uh, if you want to find, if they want to find your work, uh, where could they look you up? So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Kind of Tumblr, but I, I use my Tumblr for other reasons. I did make a separate cosplay one, but it just it can become it became too much to do Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. And Facebook. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to the three. Um, my face, my Instagram name is different than my Facebook and my Twitter name. My Instagram one is Black Canary with an extra Y. You will see my Ignis and my my, my snazzy Ignis that I took at the photo I got at, at Katsu. Okay. Um, Twitter is canary underscore cosplay. And then Facebook is canary. I think it's canary cosplay. Just that I don't have a Patreon, but I do have a Kofi, which is also canary cosplay. You can find me there. If my work in progress, I'm dumping them all onto Facebook. And as I go on Twitter, I'm adding it to my Insta story and adding it there. And then as well as Twitter, I have a thread going on of this is my work in progress. Right. And I just shit post on Twitter. So, I mean, (laughs) you get get the serious part of me on Facebook and Instagram, but you get the shit post on Twitter. I think that's how it is for everybody. Yeah, (laughs) it's the shit post. It's my shit posting. People seem to like it, which is good. Yeah. And then you can follow me on my Lightning Palace blog. The Cosplay Bites has a SoundCloud page. That's where all these episodes go up. Uh, my Patreon at if you search Lightning Palace, you should get it. Uh, that's where you'll find all my free posts. And if you pledge to my only tier, after about a month, you can get these stickers. Those are cute. That Suzumi creates made because she's amazing and she does a bunch of stickers for a bunch of cosplayers Patreons from what I've seen. She has um, Johns. I have a couple of Johns. Yeah. Are you going to grab them? I'm going to grab Johns. This is this, this one was um, March's rewards for John. So it's a little gambit. Gambit. Yep. 
They're not going to um, see this. They're not going to see the video. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. It's a little gambit. Then they oh, that's not it. And then then this month, this current month was um, Optimus Prime. Right. My friend, uh, my friend oh, yeah. gets the, his from there too, and he has a Nix and his Mace Hughes. Yep, I got my Prompto, and then I got my Steampunk Nightwing over there. So you'll get like one of each sticker and then a mini thank you note after a month. And then I just put up some goals. If I meet them, cool. Uh, next month's episode, my guest will be uh, Vilana Ray Cosplay from Canada. Uh, she also had a photography page that goes by Sarah Hall Photography. You may know her work. Um, and we're going to be talking about the con that she's going to that month, which is YetiCon. And by then, hopefully I'll have a much fancier mic to use aside from these headphones. So, I think that's it. Thank you so much, Canary Cosplay, for doing this with me. This was a lot of fun. Oh, yes, it was. And I guess we'll see you guys in a month. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.